Welcome to the Big Hit Podcast, a collaboration between Scottish Fencing and the Fencing Podcast. I'm Sean Walton, and in today's episode, I'm talking to two stalwarts of the Scottish Veterans Women's Epi Team, Karen Grant from West Fife Fencing Club and Maggie Tate from Orkney. If you're looking for a tale of friendship, travel, competition and motorway service stations, you've come to the right place. Here's what they had to say. Karen and Maggie, welcome to the Big Hit Podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for asking us. <laughs> well, absolutely, absolutely my pleasure. So um, I'm going to start with the, the question I ask almost everybody that I interview is, um, how and where did you start fencing? Oh, wow. Last century, Sean. Last century. <laughs> well, yeah, like, like all of us here, I suspect. <laughs> Can you remember my cousin Lawrence, silly? Yep. Right. Well, uh, he was uh, killed in a car crash many, many years ago. And uh, he and I were watching this film that included some fencing in it. And he goes, oh, that looks like good fun. And I goes, yeah. And my other cousin says, oh, I came the way that does it up here. Oh, can you get us in? And she says, yeah. And that's how I started. <laughs> so the usual TV film inspiration. It's, it's quite a common, quite common theme for people's way into fencing. Yeah, I fancy a bit of that. Absolutely, and it wasn't a Manona. It wasn't a <laughs> that film. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the Bond film. <laughs> We're inspired by that look. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, my, yeah, my journey was slightly different. I was at college, I was at Queen Margaret doing physio, and then third year we were doing um, sports for the disabled, and uh, one of the sports for the disabled is fencing. And one of our lecturers was very pally with Bert Bracewell, who was coaching the drama students at Queen Margaret um, and was part of the staff there. And they gave us an introduction to fencing and fencing for the disabled. And I went, I quite like that. So I then went down to, Bert said to me, do you want to come to Meribank? Because I've got a club there. So in January 1985, I trotted down to Meribank. And I think you might have been there, Sean. I, w- I would have been there, yeah. <laughs> um and then, uh, so I fenced there, but I was still at college and then I sat my finals and then I moved away. I moved down to Newcastle and Sunderland, North East, and there was a big fencing club uh, in Newcastle and there was one in Sunderland. So I joined them and uh, pootled away down there. And then when I came back up, I'd moved on to Epi and changed weapons and things because things had moved forward a little bit in ladies fencing. But that was how I started. Oh, of course, because it wasn't really the option when you when you first no, started. No, and everybody did foil. Everybody yeah. did foil. Yeah. yeah, I did foil for years too, and then yeah, dark old days. Came home, <laughs> <laughs> found Epi. <laughs> yeah. So where did the two of you first meet? Ah. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I had I had a hiatus of about ten years uh, when I wasn't fencing, and then. I started fencing again in 2010 when Sheila told me the vets quad. Well, she told me about vets fencing, first of all, that I didn't know existed. Mm -hmm. And if it did exist back in the day, I wasn't aware of it. Um, So I had done a couple of vets quads and in 2013, there was one in Dublin. So I flew over to Dublin um, and at that point, the ladies epi team consisted of me Sheila, who was doubling up from foil, and any one of the sabreurs that was willing to stick an epi in their hand. <laughs> um, and uh, Mike McEwen was organising everything, and he had emailed round what the teams were, and this name, Maggie Tate, was on my team, who I'd never heard of before. Um, and so we met, technically, in the bar in the hotel. Yeah. Somebody said, <laughs> she's on your team. the blind, because I didn't know what I was looking for. 
<laughs> meet your meet your teammates. Yeah, know. Uh-huh, that's exactly know. what it was. Uh, so I, a, I was delighted that somebody knew one end of the weapon from the other, and uh, we sat next to each other at dinner and got to know each other. Um, and just sometimes you click with people. And it was very clear very quickly that we got on. <laughs> and we had a great day's fencing. And that was the year, obviously, before the Commonwealths, when things really started to take off for veterans fencing. Um, and the following year, we had quite a big year for vets. With We were hosting the Quad again in 2014. We held the Celtic Challenge and we were doing the vets. Uh, so that year, there was quite a lot of events that... Um, we had to put a team forward for and so we got to know each other quite well over that year yeah and it was helped uh, the ice being broken at that dinner oh the quad <laughs> yeah because I'm a vegetarian so we got the separate menu blah 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 so my starter was soup and I thought it was a wonton in the soup so I ate away <laughs> and then I thought what the hell is this and I picked it up it was a bloody chicken wing <laughs> in the vegetarian what? soup <laughs> so in my usual style what's this <laughs> so yeah that definitely broke the ice <laughs> and has given Maggie a pathological fear of all gala dinners from that point yeah. on mm. yeah. yeah they're, they're always a bit of a gamble them. if you're a vegetarian <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. yeah but Maggie you'd, you'd um, you fence for Scotland because uh, I, I remember you fencing for a a Scotland B yeah, team that I managed yeah, yeah. to oh, uh, a while Lance. before that. So that so that wasn't uh, yeah, that wasn't your first outing for, for Scotland. No, that. no, so, yeah, no. A bit of a, but, a bit of previous. Yeah. Well when Karen wasn't fencing, I was fencing. And uh, I got a chance to fence for the Scottish B team a couple of times. They used to have marches. Uh, mm. and we went to Cork the one time. And yeah, our one luggage got lost. <laughs> and at the end that's right, of the flying, flying on that tiny little plane. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then at the end of the world, we're kicked all sort of turned up when we got to fence after all. But up until that point, it was in the balance. Yeah, it was great fun. Many moons ago. That's a while ago, yeah. I can't remember when. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm no good with mid, dates. Mid, mid, mid 2000s? Ooh, something, something. <laughs> Yeah, def- definitely yeah, when not. I wasn't fencing anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't remember Maggie at all. Well, I, when was, I was fencing, fencing. with the, the the B team, and I think that's when I met, I got a lift to Largs for Edinburgh for Mike McEwen. That's who I met him. Oh, right. Can right. I just put, you know I needed a lift, and this guy was going. So yeah, I got a lift with him, and that was that. Isn't that funny how things just evolve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, People that you meet that you yeah. <laughs> keep keep bumping into yeah. over over years and years. So a bit of a, a highlight of my um, my Facebook feed is tracking you to um, <laughs> touring <laughs> touring the world. Pictures what, of uh, motorway service we stations and sports halls. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, my Facebook feed's not that exciting. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Shut up! We'll bring that up. <laughs> And that, that all started. So uh, when we went to the uh, Commonwealths, okay, um, the, the funny thing about the Commonwealths was it was a mixture of people that I had fenced before who've all aged mm. at the same rate as me, obviously. Um, but there was also people that I had never seen before in my life, you know, who've mm. started as adult fencers 
um, like like Maggie and uh, Michelle Neary, and you know, so there's quite a few people. But anyway, one of the one of the fences that I used to fence before I started to talk about the. She came up to me and said, "Why are you not doing the vets nationals and on the veteran circuit?" So mm-hmm. uh, that November, at the end of the Commonwealth, we we had a chat over the Christmas time and whatever, and we decided that we would maybe go down to the nationals, and we took a photo. <laughs> from the airport (laughs) (laughs) because we were quite excited about it you know I hadn't travelled for you know my last big event really had been the Commonwealth in 94 um, Mm. when we'd gone out to Canada and I had done a bit of fencing after I'd had my first two kids but I didn't travel I just did local stuff so I hadn't travelled for quite a long time with my fencing kit and a plane. So the pair of us were quite, oh, this is, you know, this is quite good fun. So we took a photo and it then became a bit of a habit. And then people would come up to us and say, oh, I'm loving the photo. (laughs) So, so the airport selfie from Cafe Nero (laughs) became a, became a regular, uh, a regular thing. Uh, So that was kind of how it started. Um, And as time has gone on, we have traveled to various places over the past five years, six years. Um, well, five years, really. Um, and, you know, never in my wildest dreams did I think when we put a team in the Commonwealth in 2014 that I'd be going to, you know, New Zealand in 2016 and Australia in 2018. It's amazing. Amazing. We've been all around the world. And, of course, we do put in a, a cheeky little trap, you know, yeah. for buy. So uh-huh, um, yeah. going to uh, New Zealand, we slaughtered in Hong Kong. And go into Australia, a bit cheeky nota. And then <laughs> yeah. uh, go into Australia, was slaughtered in Singapore. And yeah. that was and you're... fabulous. We just yeah, got we've had, Yeah, we've had it. We, and we travel well together, actually. We do. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. And that, that... So no, no, falling, no falling out in the travel. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. It's no. <laughs> too short for that. Absolutely. Just, just thought I'd ask. And you mustn't forget the cheeky wee stop off at TBA services, you oh, know, yeah. on the way to yeah, Telford. Yeah. <laughs> for, a for a Scottish fencer, TBA's, TBA's the centre of the universe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, the cramp's sitting in by then, so you've got to get out of the car. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, of all the trips you've done over the last five or six years, which which one stands out as the best? Is there one that, that takes the prize as... The ultimate trip so oh, far. Oh, wow. Uh, I think, for me, it was Hong Kong. You can, it's okay. such a different place. It's so busy. And it was like, there was so much to see that you were on, oh my God, we've got to get up and we've got to see stuff. You know, and we were just all over the shop. We went to see this big Buddha and uh, <laughs> soaked up the atmosphere in the big city, I mean, there's just a huge amount of people in such a small, sp- well, a relatively small space, and um, the smells and the weird food, you know. For a vegetarian, Sean, it wasn't the best place to be fair. <laughs> the stench, one, yeah. the stench of cuttlefish was everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that that trip actually was probably the most memorable for me, partly because again, it was like that first huge trip that I'd done since the Commonwealth um, in 94. Um, But when we were in Hong Kong, there was a big earthquake in New Zealand at Christchurch where we were going. So it was, there was a lot of, it had been a huge decision to go because I had to leave my family. My kids are younger than Maggie's. So Klein had stayed back with the kids and that felt quite weird. 
Um, mm. We had a few days in Hong Kong and then we got back to the hotel and then, you know, opened the phone and it was full of messages going, are you okay? Because everybody thought we were in New Zealand. When we yeah. arrived in New Zealand, there was bits, there was roads, you know, up the road from where we were going. Yeah, that that's were, right. Uh, unstable every night the whole building that we were in was shaking with aftershocks so you know the fencing aside there was lots of other memorable things about that oh, that's yeah right. that's right um and you know the other thing is that um the competition itself was great you know we yeah. had a lot you know there was lots of people from lots of different countries and um you know the the competitiveness there but you know everybody was so delighted to see us um, you know, even if it was somebody from England that had also travelled, you know, we had it. The social mm-hmm. side of it's very good when you go out to these big events. Cool. So, New Zealand via via Hong Kong, the the, oh, the winner so yeah. far. Mind you, uh, Singapore was good too. On the way to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was. You know, there's all the so. With, so, with the sense of it, your best trips have been your your stop offs yes. on the way to somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, the fencing was incidental. Yes, absolutely. I feel so lucky, you know, just to be able to do that Mm. and to be able to go to, you know, the Commonwealth in New Zealand and in uh, Australia and to be able to fence at that level and meet so many different people. And to be part of that community, actually. Well, it is, yeah. You know, at, at various points in your life, you have lots of things going on. And I certainly didn't think at this point in my life I would make a friendship with somebody that would take me all over the world, do you know? Mm -hmm. It's challenged me in quite lots of different ways and in lovely, lovely ways. I feel very privileged to have had that opportunity. Um, And I think, you know, so many people at this point in their life are working really hard and we both work really, really hard, but we've got that opportunity to do something completely different. Yeah. And that's just great. And you just grab Mm -hmm. that opportunity with both hands Uh and do it. I mean, I, I love fencing. So the actual uh, thing that we're going to is easy because it's something that you love. And then there's mm. this trips in between, you know, where you to the destination, where you get to enjoy a place and the different foods. Well, some of the different foods. I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend thousand year old eggs, for example, because they are hashtag rank. <laughs> we tried them. Oh my God, Sean! Just avoid. So it's all part of the travelling experience, though. Even though they're horrible, yeah. you've got to you've got to try them. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So my next question was going to be about what what it means to you to to represent your country at at, at veterans level. Um, I mean, you both said that you you kind of got into the whole travelling and competing and touring around the place. Um, through your involvement with uh, with Scottish veterans most recently. So what does it mean to you to, to represent Scotland? When, when I fenced before, representing Scotland was huge. I mean, it is lovely to be able to represent your nation. Um, and I was very, very proud to do it. And I'm just as proud to do it now as a veteran. It doesn't mean any less than it ever did. I agree. Uh, and I think, you know, we have a unique experience, particularly within a Commonwealth event, to be able to do that. Um, and we've both... Uh, you know, now represented Great Britain at veterans level as well. So, you know, it's given us lots of different uh, opportunities and experiences. I never got to the, you know, I was in the top 10 in Britain before, um, but I never got um, to to represent Britain and I didn't fence as a junior or a cadet or anything because um, I did come to it quite late. So it's given me uh, that. And so representing Scotland's just as important now as it ever was. 
I agree. Mm. I think it's uh, something that fills me with pride when I put on the tracksuit and whatever tracksuit that is, whether it's Scotland or the the Great Britain one. I mean, apart from the ill-fitting garment, which looks naff. <laughs> I mean, right, okay. So that's a chav suit, right? But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a long history of terrible, terrible national tragedies. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got to keep that up. <laughs> but it does fill you with pride putting it on. And it means yeah. such a lot. Yeah. And uh, Karen put it very well. It means no less uh, veterans less, uh, level than ever. You know? And, you know, there's so many people in this world that have never had that opportunity to represent the country. We're lucky. Um, yeah, we are We are really lucky because when... when People find out that, you know, you do, you, you're going away to, you know, it might just be to Cardiff or Bristol or whatever, and you're representing at the quad or, or whatever. And it's like, oh my goodness, you know, and they can't, they can't get over it that, you know, somebody, mm. somebody my age <laughs> is doing it. But it is, <laughs> it, it is, a, you know, it is just as important now. And it's lovely. Yeah. I'm, you know, I feel very privileged to be able to do it. So what inspires you to, to keep going? I mean, you're not, you're not kids anymore. Um, you've got proper grown-up jobs and a certain amount of responsibility. And uh, what what inspires you to, to you know to keep training, keep travelling, and keep competing at at this level? Well, I don't know about Karen, but I just love fencing. I love the art form of it, and I love um, how it. You don't stop. You know, just because you're at A level on day X doesn't mean to say you're going to be at that level on day Y. You know, mm-hmm. and the more you do, you can progress, even at veterans' level. And I, I find it fascinating. Right. And, you know, I, these veterans' fencers, you think, oh, yeah, we'll be in a shout there, we can do X or Y. But actually, mm-hmm. they were good fencers in their youth, and they're good fencers yeah. now. So, you know, <laughs> the standard's quite high. <laughs> so I mean, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't deny, but when I got to 94, I'd fenced for like 10 years you know, what felt like solidly going up and down that M6. <laughs> mm. And I knew every service station intimately. Um, and I was ready for a break because uh, I was tired and, uh, you know, I enjoyed fencing locally after that. And then having the gap. Uh, so coming back to it has, a you know, I, I had, I didn't, I wasn't sure how I would feel about travelling to fence. But then, mm-hmm. you know, you slot straight back into it and having somebody to do it with has made a huge difference because with any sport, it doesn't matter what you do. If you do it to a certain level, you have to commute and you have travel and subsistence yeah. at the end of the day. And that's hard. So doing that with somebody that you enjoy uh, travelling with is really important, I think. You've got to be able to uh, to support each other. Well, it makes it easier, doesn't it? Yeah. And, you know, if it's easy to do things... The the threat or oh, no doing well, you know, is removed. And know, I think and you know we're both you're inherently quite competitive. If you do sport, you're competitive, yeah, and that's absolutely. still that's still there. That hasn't changed, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And you still have, you know, nobody's perfect at anything, so you still have that yeah. desire to do better than you did the last time. That doesn't go. So, yeah. uh, so I haven't been able to suppress that in any shape or form, unfortunately. So, so here I am, still stopping off at TB and, <laughs> and, and Charn at Richard and, and all these yeah. flipping places. So, so this idea of um, just fencing for fun—I must admit—it's one I've always uh, kind of struggled with. Nah, come on, no. 
<laughs> so it's not a real thing, is it? <laughs> fencing is fun. And we have fun whilst fencing, but we are competitive doing so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think inherently it's the competitiveness, isn't it, that's that's still there. Yeah. So make the case for, for veterans fencing. I'm... Fifty-one. Um, I don't. I don't compete. Uh, I moved into coaching when I, I stopped stopped competing at kind of senior level. Let, let's say I'm a somebody that you you thought it'd be a good idea to get me out doing veterans fencing. I'm not suggesting for a second that it is, but if you were having to make the case, how would you do it? <laughs> well, you could always come in the car with us. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And you would have a laugh. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, where'd I sign? <laughs> So we could bang you in the car and talk you yeah. to a competition. And We've got a playlist, you know, in the car. Yeah, all right. Oh, I need to. I need to check that before I. Yeah. Before I go in. That was the other thing because actually our tastes are quite similar music-wise as well, so that helps. Um, so what would tempt you? It's oh, I think you know it's like anything else. It, it is. It has been incredibly friendly and welcoming. Okay, so as somebody that did fence before and had a break and came back. Um, it's been lovely Meet, meeting the people that I fenced before. There is still that competitiveness and there are some people, and Maggie will agree, that are hugely competitive and that's not everybody's mindset at this point in their life. So mm-hmm. it isn't going to be suitable for everybody to do. But if you wanted to fence, you could fence at whatever level you wanted. You could just do stuff locally. You could do stuff nationally. I mean, within Britain, we now have... You know, if you plan reasonably well, you've got a reasonably cheap way of travelling. You know, EasyJet and Ryanair didn't exist when, when I fenced before. So, you know, I, I have been able to do it for a reasonable cost. Um, you know, it's a good social event. You see lots of people. It doesn't have the pressure that it would have had when you were a junior and a senior, Sean. You know, I mean, every competition mm. was a stress. Um, I don't think it's... That's stressful. Mind you, Karen, I'll tell you what, though, the qualifiers for the Worlds are pretty stressful. Uh (laughs) If you take it to that level, then yes, but you can still do... So if you want to get into that... There will be. So if you want that stress, you. It is there. Oh, absolutely, is there. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> There's four places up for grabs, and <laughs> we want to be on them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. But you've also got you've got a circuit of events in Britain. You've got a circuit of events. We've now got a European circuit as well as yeah. the European Championships. There's lots of events that are being set up within Europe, and you've got the World Championships every year. So you can fence at whatever level you want within that. Fabulous, really. Great. Yeah. Lots of lots of options there. Oh, well, yeah. I'll, I'll, um... So we'll look forward to keeping your seat in the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, um, I'll I'll send I'll, you I'll the playlist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Send me the playlist. That may be. Hey, listen, the, the I'll clincher. tell you what, Sean. We're, uh, we're last competition. We met um, Bruce Dickinson of Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I did see that. Well, obviously, I, I saw the photo on Facebook. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I said to Jillian Ashishan, I said, here. Do you cane him? And she goes, yes. And I says, get us, get us in and wear a photo then. I want to meet the guy. So there we did. <laughs> now, so tr- opportunity, competition, travel, uh, meeting lovely people. Fun. And, 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 and meeting heavy metal superstars. Oh, it's, it's, it seems like it's got everything. It's ticking all the boxes, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you would be stupid nota. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Obvious, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> okay. Well, that I mean that has given me um, plenty of food for thought. And um, <laughs> thanks, thanks very much for uh, to, to both of you for for joining me today, albeit uh, remotely. And um, I'll I'll certainly go in, away and consider my my future in veterans fencing. And uh, I look forward to receiving that playlist. And I'll, I'll consider my options from there. <laughs> Fantastic, Sean. We're looking forward to having you. (laughs) Thanks for asking.